Welcome to the Chronicles of Michaud. And tonight, I guess it's one of those nights where I just, I need to get something just off my chest. And perhaps I've been doing it for a long time. Um, so I'm going to talk about what I'm going to be doing in the next six hours from now. It's now 3.16 a.m. Saturday morning. I have the whole weekend. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And in the next five, six hours, I'm going to be skydiving. So, if you haven't gone skydiving before, and, and it is indeed my first time, I will also be going with uh, a few other people who, who it's also their first time as well, except one person. She has, this will be her second time, so she actually skydived last weekend, last Saturday I believe it was, and she invited me along for this, her second time. And uh, so just this little history. Skydiving has been something that I've been wanting to do, and I've only ever thought about it. I've never actually done it or pursued it. I even have another friend of mine who has the skydiving certification, and I'm not sure if he does it on a regular now, but he has done it many times before, and he's actually invited me along, uh, except the universe never crossed, so we never actually went. So, now that the planets have aligned and the universe has pretty much <laughs> been set forward and I am progressing towards this uh, huge, huge milestone. Uh, it's it's probably one of the craziest things I've ever done in my life. And I've done crazy things before in my life. I've climbed the diamond, not, not diamond head, but stairway to heaven. If you know, if you don't know anything about Stairway to Heaven, it's uh, it's this place. It's this hike. You're literally walking upstairs. Much of the time, um, in Hawaii. So it's, there's this place, and we actually had to go there. 3 a.m. in the morning, around this time, it was a full moon. Which, ironically, tonight or this morning, it is a new moon. So, come morning time, we're going to head over to the Dillingham airfield and proceed to skydive. And being that it's my friend's second time, she's <laughs> off to do the ultra, which is the, it's higher than the first or the regular level. Uh, I don't know exactly how many feet just 
by uh, just off the top of my head because I didn't really read too much into it. I just know that it's going to be even higher than the regular one. Um, yeah, so I've been staring down that endeavor all week. Well, at least, yeah, I'd say for a good week. And I only confirmed it on Wednesday night that, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. <laughs> the problem is, or it's not really, a, not really a problem per se, it's it's uh, it's a block. And a block is anything, is exactly that. It's anything that stands in your way that says, hey, you can't do this. And it is the only thing the only thing that stands in my way. It's the only thing that has ever stood in my way. And I've been trying to figure out, excuse me, I've been drinking, but I'm sobering up now because I'm thinking about this and I can't sleep. And actually I was looking, I was trying to look for my friend's keys since she uh, dropped them in the sand somewhere and I, well, long story short, we weren't able to find them just yet, so perhaps daylight will have a better chance at that. Hopefully, they are still above sand and not lost entirely. But anyways, back to my endeavor. So life, and in anything, it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter where it is. There's always going to be some kind of block that faces you, that stands in front of you of your biggest challenge. Or it doesn't have to be your biggest challenge, it's just a challenge. It's something that's there and it's, it feels so, so real, like a, like a very lucid dream. It just feels like it's right there in your face and you can touch it. but. In reality, it's all been in my head the whole time. It is nothing but a mental thing. It's literally something in the, my thought process that's like, dude, why are you doing this? Do you need to do this? All these questions arise, and it's like... And, you know, it's, it's funny because I started reading this book. It's called The Artist's Way. Um, Julie is the author's first name. I can't remember the second, the last name for now. But So the, the book, I've only read the first chapter so far. It talks about, well, the author talks about this block. And the block is no more than a logical thing. It's just like anything in life that doesn't really make sense and your your mind has to mind right so you have your creative mind and you have your logical mind the logical mind doesn't understand the creative mind and vice versa the creative mind knows that logic exists however it's like hey logic I'm gonna turn you on your side because it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not 
So I've been reading this book and so far I've been just very, very just, it's something that I wanted to get and I was looking at this book, excuse me, I'm going to sidestep a little bit here, segue, uh, I'll get back to the main topic, but it's something as, as a photographer and a visual storyteller, somebody that's creative, that sometimes I get these blocks, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, it's, it doesn't feel like it's fun anymore, and the only reason why it doesn't feel like that sometimes is because I have these dry spells that I feel like I'm not, like, I'm not doing the best I can do because it's there's this block and I come back to this I'm gonna come back to this every freaking time there's this block and whether the block is oh you know I'm not getting paid to do photo shoots or or I'm not getting paid enough or you know it, or it's it's not creative enough or maybe I should you know read you know I don't know freaking find something that's more creative to do something more fun to do and that's my that's been my block for a while and you know the, the thing about it is is I I just recently done this photo shoot with the same friend that's inviting me to this this endeavor that's to me it's like this this hulk of a mountain and it's the same mountain I've climbed not once but twice I was not warning in Australia in 2015 before I freaking started the semester when I was studying abroad there and then sometime when I I got back um, here in Hawaii I did the stairway to heaven and I, I didn't even finish the hike I just I got to a point you know it was we climbed for a good I don't know a good hour and a half and I made it to the halfway point and I, you know I was just like I'm good you know I'm I'm straight I don't want to climb one more and I was fine with it you know I just there was a there was I think one or two other people that decided to hang out with me and we were just waiting for the rest of the group to go up and come back down and they got some pretty dope pictures but you know I just I could have gone ahead I could have gone higher and I didn't I don't regret not going higher I just I sometimes feel like I could I wish that maybe that I had just an extra ounce of, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, you're only halfway. You can go further. And but like I said, it's okay. I I enjoyed it. It was quite the endeavor. It was one of those blocks that I finally put to rest. That I. I finally got around it, 
And I, I actually, I take that back. There was another block that was even, even more of a greater challenge for me. And I just, so Manoa Falls is uh, an, a very popular tourist spot in Manoa Valley. And if you know anything about the hike, so there's, most people know the first level. The first level is the only level that most people know about. So you hike, it's not really a hike, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a hike. So you, you walk this dirt road, Some sometimes it's wood or a bridge or something, and you get to the end, there's a waterfall. And it's just a shitload of people just trying to take pictures of the same exact thing. And I went with my former roommate at the time, and I already knew that we were going to climb up to the second level. And in their case, they climbed up to the, up to the third level. So Manoa Falls has like five levels that I, I've heard of. The climb to the second level was the most um, psychologically um, fragging thing for me because you're literally climbing up this wall. It's not like rock climbing. It's more or less like there's steps along this wall and you're climbing up. There's branches, there's rocks, there's, there's all kinds of things, roots and stuff like that. So I mean, I mean the main thing is, is it's not like you're, it's not like rock climbing where you're totally like your back is totally exposed to like the outside. There's just plants, there's like 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 you said, there's trees and everything. And the most challenging thing about that was the height. Now I. I am not like the most comfortable when it comes to heights. Um, at the same time, I've climbed Stairway to Heaven and was probably three times as higher than that, maybe even more than that. And it wasn't a problem. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that big of a deal because it was steps. There was a rail, and you just. You climb the steps the whole time. You get up there and then you get to the, the, the first platform. I didn't I didn't go past the first platform, but I um I stuck around the first platform until the rest of the team came back and we went back down. We descended. Manoa Falls is about the same, except it's not it's not even enough it's not even that high, uh, in comparison. But you know what? My former roommate somehow got me. I mean, he he coached me up that thing, and there were times where I just I didn't think I could do it. I I would stop. Literally, there was a block, and I just the block was there. And he told me 
that I could do it. I mean, I, I knew in my mind that I could physically do it. And I did. I did it with no problem at all. Physically, I didn't have a problem climbing nothing. Mentally, on the other hand, that was a totally different ball game. And I'm thinking to myself, as I'm going back to the skydiving thing, what is different? Well, the main different thing to me, and I'm going to just paint a picture for you real quick. So I don't know if, I don't know who's listening. I don't know if my follower base has skydive or, you know, if the majority hasn't had skydive or not. But let me paint a picture for you. I'm assuming, and I don't know this for a fact, but there's some kind of training that goes on beforehand and you just, you, you do this training and you're like, okay, and then you get on a plane and you're going up, 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 you know, like any normal plane ride, and, but it's a much, it's a much smaller plane, it's a much smaller plane, and this, this is what I'm thinking about, it's, it's all colorful, it's, it's very vibrant, it's very vivid. And I'm thinking about this whole thing. And I paint this picture because this is exactly what my friend did. She got in this plane, just, and it was her first time. The very first time, it's all on video. Everything has been recorded on video, and it's just like, wow. I'm still, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I'm really just. to wrap my head around it and I just I guess the thing I'm trying to get around is jumping out of a plane I mean think about it you're you're jumping out of a, a moving plane in the sky something that I've never done before I've, I've flown many times before in planes so you know my Fear of flying is not as much as available the first time for sure. So when I think about it and I'm like, you know, it's just thinking about it. That that is the inevitable part of the whole thing is that point in which and it's not like I'm jumping by myself, you know, of course you know, I have the guy, the person that's gonna be my my jump buddy. Believe me, you 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 have a jump buddy until you're certified. Basically, you gotta jump like how many times, umpteen times, before you can jump by yourself. So I have a jump buddy. I have somebody that's there. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I have a jump buddy, somebody that's there to support me kind of like my roommate, my former roommate, somebody to coach me through it, to get me through it, and that's going to be there, they're going to be there every step of the way, every second, they're doing all the work, the only thing I have to do, the only thing I have to do, is go along for the ride, that's it, and the other thing I have to do is, I have to willingly willingly jump out of the plane this is the only way the only way i can get around this is i have to accept 
those two facts, those two things, willingly jump out of the plane. And of course, here's the the liability and legalism is that if you go up in this plane, you're gonna jump. You have to. It becomes a liability if you don't. Something like that I've heard. So once I'm in that plane, as as my friend said, sent. It's done. And it's gonna happen. It's gonna play out exactly like that. I'm gonna ride this plane for however many minutes until they get to a certain altitude. They're gonna open the door and it's jump time. There's no questions, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's gonna happen. And that is the thing, the very thing that I have to wrap my head around. And I have, what time is it? It's 3.37. It is now six, less than six hours before jump time. But we have the orientation and all that, that fun stuff. Now in that time, I gotta sleep. I know that if I don't sleep, I sit here, I stare at the freaking stars. It's nice. It's beautiful out here. I'm at, I'm at freaking, I'm kind of close to Cayenne Point. Dillingham Beach or something like that. I don't know exactly, but it's beautiful. You can hear the waves in the background. It's, the temperature is almost just right. And I'm in a tent, so the wind can't really touch me. The only thing that I gotta do, two choices, stay up and endure, somehow tough it out, or go to sleep. And just think about it when I wake up. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm kind of getting it out like, I feel a little bit better about it uh, mentally, mentally, because physically, I can do it. It's not a problem. It's not a question of being able to do it. It's just, will I, you know, I don't think I'm going to freak out or anything like that. It's just. And I ask other people about you know, their experience. It's like everybody says the same thing. It's awesome. It's amazing. You got to do it. And I know that in my head I want to. Clearing the block, right? This is what the, this is what the creator of the artist, the artist brain in essence is saying, dude, you got to do it. You don't have to. Well, that's what my logic brain says. You don't have to do this, you know. You could just do what you've always done. Freaking, you know, drink your last beer. You know, eat your peach, your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or whatever the fuck you want to do. And you could do that. And no one's the wiser. No one's going to be like, you know, you suck ass. You didn't do it. Of course, all these thoughts is racing through my head. It's just like, um, I'm just thinking to myself, how do I get around this block? 
And the only way that I can get around this block is that I face it. I face it head on like any other block I've ever faced before. And that's that's something that's never going to change. It never has changed. And the very thing that I know in my mind that for a matter of fact that my logic brain and creative brain does agree on one thing is that I have to fucking get around it and the only way the only way that I can get around a block that is mental is to actually do it to actually go through it stand up to it be like you know fuck you I'm gonna do this shit and I may be fucking scared I may be like fucking like oh man I've never done this before and a lot of things I've never done that I've done Swimming was another block of mine that I had to fucking overcome. It was the hardest thing in my life. Swimming. Try and learn how to swim at fucking age 24. You try that. Of course, you have the help and support. And that's basically the thing that got me through it. Now, skydiving is nothing like swimming. You're not going to drown. You're just, you're falling. <laughs> You're falling and you're going to parachute to the ground. Easy as that. And you have the support that's there. You know, whether it's my friend that's jumping along with us, or whether it's a guy that's going to be my jump buddy, whether it's the other guys, the other, the other buddies that are there, they're going to be jumping for the first time. We all have a common thing. It's not like I'm doing it by myself. It's not like, you know, you know, when I jumped in the pool, I didn't even really jump. I just, I got to the end. You know, swimming is one of those things you have to do in the Navy, you know, to get basically certified. It's the one thing that you have to do to graduate. Well, it's one of many things, but it's the one thing, the most important thing you have to do because it's the Navy. You got to be a third class swimming qualification. You know what that is? The third class qualification swimming. Uh, swimming qualification is this. The first and most important part is um, you have to, I actually might have got this reversed, but So there's three parts. The first part was the most, the most, actually the most challenging part for me. Treading water. Rather you're just floating there. And you have to do it for five minutes. Just five minutes, you think, hey, five minutes. You know, a typical skydive is probably about a minute or less, right? If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, depending on the height you're jumping from. It's less than a minute. Treading water, I have to do it for about three to five minutes. Basically, you lay in the water with your face down in the water. You have to come up to breathe every now and then. So my first problem was, <laughs> I'm over 12 feet of water. And 
certain people are really good at floating. Women are really good at floating. And other certain people are good at floating. I, I wasn't. I, I sunk. My lower body would literally drag me down into the water and I panicked. Especially when the motherfucker near me panicked. But eventually, after the umpteenth time, because I literally had to go back to do this, we would train, get used to the water, get used to being in the water like a fish, literally, two times a day. And it was the most, it was the most physically taxing thing I've ever done because swimming takes a lot of energy. It, it's literally your whole body. That's why it's one of the best workouts you can get because you can literally work out your whole entire body and it's like nothing. Except I'm sore. I'm tired of being in the water twice a day. I had to do it twice a day because I couldn't pass the fucking test. I had to do it every day, every day until I passed. It was the most physically frustrating thing. Mentally frustrating, actually. Physically, I could do it. Mentally, it's just frustrating. It's like, I cried. I literally, I cried. Because I couldn't do it. I wasn't good at it. I was like, I was trying so hard to pass this test. So, first part, flow in the water for three to five minutes. Second part, you fucking, you go to the fucking dive floor, you jump in the water. Well, you don't have to jump, you just drop in the water. You have to save yourself. Well, because you're, jumping in the water in the the deep end you have to swim up swim all the way to the end all the way to the end of the pool and you're done that's only two parts the third part is actually the easiest part they give you some coveralls you gotta put some air in it and make yourself float that was easiest by far the easiest part of the whole swimming three parts Sometimes I would fail the float part. Uh, sometimes I would fail the fucking the swim all the way. I swim on my back, so I didn't. I didn't. I didn't swim on my like you know almost swim. I swim on your stomach and get air. I swim on my back, and that was the easiest way to do it for me. I mean, if you're if you're a third third class swim qualification, then that's all you really need you don't need anything else um, you can dog your if you really wanted to as long as you got to the end of that pool and it's an Olympic sized pool it's not like fucking dinky so I had to train get used to the water mentally get past it that wasn't a major block for me I was 24 years old I was almost terrified of water. I don't think I'm terrified of fucking falling out of the sky, but it might be pretty close. I don't know. I haven't done it, so I don't really know how to tell you. But 
because when I was younger at Camp Rayburg, Rayburg, you know, it was awesome, awesome camp, but I was in the lake, I was wading, I wasn't even swimming, I didn't know how to swim, I guess I didn't know how to swim, it was one of those things where I was just a kid, I was young, I was on a, one of those tubes, and some kid jumped in the water, I fell in, I, I, I swallowed water, and Next thing you know, I, I felt like I was drowning. You know, even even if the fact was a matter, a fact of the matter, I wasn't even that deep in the water. I could just stand up, right? I was just I was just fucking around in the water, and I wouldn't say it traumatized me, but it scared me for the longest time. I you know I thought. I took in water in my lungs, and I hated that feeling. And for the very long, longest time, I just, I didn't want to be in the water. I just, I didn't want to be in, I didn't want to swim. I didn't want to be in the lake anymore. I sat on the sidelines, and ironically enough, I just, I joined the Navy, and the one test I got to do is learn how to swim. And I'm, I'm thinking about this in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But what in the hell got into my mind that was like, oh, I'm going to do it. I could have joined the Air Force. I could have did anything else. But instead, I joined the Navy knowing that I would eventually have to fucking learn how to swim, and I did it. That was the one block that fucking blocked me forever and I just it seemed like it was forever and just I got past it I wrapped my head around it next thing you know I got my third class fucking swimming qualification I passed it and I passed it I almost didn't pass my fucking boot camp you know I went to the freaking there's a special name for it, but I went through this, I got ASMO, and I, I don't know exactly what the, the acronym means, being ASMO means you get set back, and being set back in boot camp is not something you really want to do, or you want something to happen, because you spend longer time in basic training than you really need to, so two months, two months for Navy, right? That's eight weeks. You don't want to spend any more time in boot camp than you really, really need to. It's already enough. Eight weeks is more than enough. And it's just like, I got asthma and I got sent to this, um, it was codenamed the Broke Division because a lot of people had injuries or they couldn't pass their swim qual. Like, I, I couldn't. And I was there for what seemed like forever. And it was only a few days, maybe even a couple of days. But it seemed like it was forever because my division that I was originally with, we were gonna graduate. We were gonna do the march, we were gonna graduate, and I got asthma. I had to basically pack my bag and leave the unit leave the division of 80-something people and go to this 
this building and live there for what seemed like an eternity because I couldn't pass my, my schoolman qualification. It was the most mentally frustrating thing I've ever gone through. And somehow, with some help and support, I passed. I got past it. And I was the most happiest motherfucker ever. And what followed, what followed, <laughs> well, that's a story for another day. Battle stations is what followed, but. So tell me something that I don't know. Tell me. Put a block in front of me that I, I haven't passed or whatever. Put something in front of me that, that I think I can't get around and mentally, yeah, it's, it feels like it's so real and it's so, it's like right there, but it's not really, it's just like, it's in my head, it's all in my head and I'm, analytically and logically, it's like, what the, what the hell are you doing, man? And that's the only thing that stops me. That's the only thing that ever stops anyone from doing anything is that block. That, that logical thing that, that tries to keep you safe and sound. And No, oh, you know, you'd be just peachy if you didn't do it. You don't have to. And you can, you can just go about your day and, you know, have your Taco Bell or and be safe and sound and, and don't, you know, you don't got to put yourself out there. You don't got to do anything else. You can just live your life like normal and, and be this this normal existence and, and no one else stands out. You don't have to do anything else. And you know, the, you know what the, the thing, my conclusion is about that, I hate that fucking voice. I hate that motherfucker. And that's me. That's that's the voice that's in my head. It's like, no, you know, it's it's all good. You don't have to. You don't have to stick your neck out. You don't have to do anything that you don't really have to do. Of course, you can just hang back. I hate that voice. And sometimes that voice is a good thing to have. You know, if if you if you're if you're reckless and you, and you just sometimes a voice comes in handy and sometimes you need the logical voice to be there for you but when you're trying to go around something that you that you you could really benefit from that voice is the hugest hindrance ever and it'll always slow you down it'll always be like that voice that's there when the real voice I should be listening to is my hardest my artist brain, my creative brain, the, the brain that that's gonna benefit from more, more from me doing something that that my logical brain that's like saying like no man you shouldn't do this or you could do something else entirely different you know I'm thinking to myself Do I want to live like that? Do I want to be like that person? And this... 
It's like any other thing in life. It's literally anything in life that you can think of. Anything. And for me, it's like, oh, do I want to do this shoot today? You know, do I want to go on this sales call today? Do I want to talk to this person today? Do I want to put my foot down and say no? So I should just leave it. Sometimes you got to pick your battles. I, I totally agree. Sometimes you got to be smart. You know, use that logical brain for your benefit, not for your downfall. Yeah, your, your logical brain is going to be there. It's going to keep you safe and all this stuff. But it's also a big hindrance. It's also going to slow you down. It's going to be like, you know, logically this doesn't make any sense. This, the logic is not there. And you just, you got to like pick and choose what voice you're going to listen to and which is going to be more benefit beneficial for you in the long run. It's not like, and that's a choice you have to make. And it's a choice you have to make on a daily basis. It's not like you wake up one morning and it's all decided. Yeah, you, you can decide to an extent. You can decide, um, I'm going to just do me, you know, I'm... Or you can be like, you know, I'm going to do a little bit more than me. I'm going to do, I'm going to go above and beyond and, and do something I've never done before. You know, climb freaking Mount Morning in Australia, you know, do Diamond Head or, Diamond Head's not that hard, but you, you get what I'm saying. It's a lot of challenges that are there that seem bigger than they really are. They're not really that big at all. They're just. They're just fucking mind blocks. They're there and they don't have to be there. They only exist in the mind to be like, uh, more of like a safety measure. Like, you know, this is probably something you usually consider doing, you know, or not doing. That's the truth. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else I can say it. I don't know. So my question is, it's like how... And I, I've already answered the question. That's my, my blessing and both a curse is that I can answer most of my questions that I have. How do I, how do I defeat this thing? How do I get past it? Well, I can get past it by not doing it. That's not really get past it. Not really get past it though. It's more or less you're just side. You know you're. You're circumventing it, you're circumnavigating the real issue, the, the real block. Because you you want to be safe, you want to be like, I want to just not, you know. That's, that's not my thought process at all. It's like, I got a tattoo last weekend, and I've been thinking about getting a tattoo for for years in fact I lost count how many years that I've been thinking about it and I've heard other people like say yeah I want to get a tattoo but I just don't know what to get and that's that's been my thought process the whole time is and I I want to get a tattoo but I don't know I don't know what to, what to get I don't know where exactly and what it's going to stand for what it's going to mean What's it gonna mean to me? Not, I don't give a shit about 
what it means to everybody else. But if it does mean something to somebody else and they learn and say, well, this is this is what I think about. This is what this is what's important to me. Then, you know, I've done my job, you know, and I've and again, putting myself out there. I didn't have to do that. Hell, I could barely like afford it. And I did it anyways. I just because I wanted to. It wasn't the fact that I didn't want to. I, I wanted to do it more than I didn't want to. And that was the that's the most important the lesson that I get out of it. That's the very thing that I have to mentally get around is that I want to do it more than I don't want to do it because I've never done it before and I want to experience it. And is that too hard to ask? I don't think it is, but I mean, if I'm thinking about this as clear as day, because I'm, I'm sober now. I don't know about 100%, but I'm, I'm there. If I'm thinking about this the right way, what is really stopping me? What is stopping me to be like, you know, I, I, blah, 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 whatever the fuck, you know, the logic voice says, that I just, I'd rather just stay home and not do anything, or, but that's not really what I want to do. I came out here knowing this. We're camping out overnight, and I know that eventually it's gonna happen. It's like you do the orientation, or whatever, whatever, whatever. You fly up there, wearing a suit and everything, strap up, open the door, doors open, you jump out. It's a done deal. That is the thing that I gotta get around. Me, I gotta be okay with it. And physically, I'm okay with it. Mentally, I'm not quite there yet. Because, to be honest, I feel like I'm gonna freeze. I feel like once that door opens up, I'm gonna stand there and be like, damn, I gotta do that? And I know, I, I, I think about it way too much. Like, oh, am I gonna be the first person? Am I gonna be the last person? The freaking suspense that's just gonna literally fucking it's gonna like just suck all my energy away just thinking about it and I don't have to really think about it I just the truth is I should just you know not think about it and just fucking do it just be like fuck it that's, that's been going through my head like the whole week just like hey don't think about it so much man just fucking do it Just fucking do it. You're gonna have an amazing job. You're gonna 
like an amazing, it's going to be an amazing experience. But you got to do it first. You got to, you got to take the leap. Literally the fucking leap. And then you can, you can enjoy that or you can get past it. I haven't heard anybody that's had a bad experience skydiving. Never. Not ever. So what what is my problem? What is my block is my mental it's 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 in my mind, it's all in my head. I don't know if it's it's age. I you know, I've I don't think it's necessarily age. I mean I think statistically people stop doing like more crazy shit as they get older because of that very fact, you know, you you don't want to keep living a reckless life. So, where does it lead me? Where's my thought process? Flying, I can do any day of the year. I mean, I've flown in a prop plane before, not that small, but I've flown in a prop plane before. The only thing I've never done is jumped out of that motherfucker. That's the thing. That is the, literally the only thing standing in my way is the fact that I never jumped out of a plane before. Never skydived before. Yeah, you know, all the positive things are there. It's an amazing experience. I think you should do it. Awesome. You should do it. Nothing that says I shouldn't do it. Some like, logical fucking block in my head right now. It's the only thing that stands in my way. So that's all I really wanted to get out. I uh, I just we're camping out. I uh, got Esther out here. I got um, her buddy. We just met, well, our buddy and I, I met Esther two years ago, and then there's Steven, and I don't believe he's coming skydiving, but there's two other people that are supposed to come and meet us here, and it's their first time in the world. I don't know what they're thinking. I just know what I'm thinking. And I know that I shouldn't think that much about it. If that makes any sense at all. So I'm going to end this... um, podcast I'm actually starting to fall asleep a little bit here and I don't want to fall asleep on here but I just want to give you I just want to paint a vibrant picture of what what it is that I am about to do if there's any indication that anything is possible 
say just you know getting my first tattoo for example or skydiving for the very first time I want to be I really I really 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 want to be a good example I don't I don't want to fail at this you know what I'm saying I don't want to be like I want to be a chicken shit because then I'm going to regret it if I do it it's one and done I do it I'm done back on the ground easy as that I get to see the freaking the islands the ocean the water and all that shit just freaking <laughs> I'm imagining all this shit right now like Anyways, if you if you've ever considered it, thinking about it, I hope this helps. And for my last segment, I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, for my last segment, I'm looking forward to actually accomplishing that one thing, getting past that one block, and then I'll tell you all about it. That's what I'm looking forward to doing. But until then, I gotta mentally get around it. I just... That's about it. So welcome back. I'm your host, Michelle. I really do apologize for the quietness of the last segments as they were at 3-something a.m. in the morning and I was camping out. I didn't want to disturb my neighbors, my friends. Uh, So, (laughs) um, it's been a few weeks and I'm just now finishing this up. I want to I'm just taking a break right now. Just decided to do this on my air break because people have their smoke breaks, right? So I figured this was the perfect time to come out and finish this up this pat this podcast. So it's been a few weeks. You're probably wondering, well, did he jump? Did he jump? I, I sure as hell did. And before I tell you. The whole experience, I just want to say, leading up to it, I did not get any sleep that night. In fact, I probably dozed off. I was kind of like off and on the whole night. I wasn't so much like freaking out. Like I wasn't scared so much. I was anxious. It's like I've been wanting to skydive for a while. I just haven't. And so throughout between... After the after I finished the podcast segment, I was just sitting there thinking to myself and kind of like just in a way psyching myself up for the whole event. That didn't last that long, actually. The the whole entire thing lasted, you know, from the waiting time. Well, it was a little over an hour if you really think about it. But um, 
yeah, so I was like off and on, and I was just thinking to myself, well, I've had numerous dreams about flying, so in a way, that's kind of how it was, it's like, well, I'm just imagine myself in a dream, and I'm flying, and I've done it many times before, so it can't be that bad, right, if you're in a dream, most of the time when you're in a dream, you don't know you're dreaming, unless it's just totally obvious, and I've had dreams where I knew I was dreaming, and I like I could fly, and others where I didn't know I was dreaming, um, I believe the ones that you know it, that you're dreaming is more of a lucid dream, so you can pretty much bend the dream to your, your wheel, do things that you wouldn't normally be able to, to do in real life, but since you know you're, that you're in a dream, you can do a lot more. It's kind of like being in the Matrix. Except skydiving is in real life, and unless you can actually fly, which most likely you're not able to, but if you could, that would be pretty awesome. So that, that's what I was thinking about the whole time. And from three something to the sun came up, I was just laying there. I couldn't sleep because that reason, and mainly because the ground was kind of hard. I didn't really have a pillow, and but mostly because of the skydiving, I was just anxious. I wanted to just, I wanted to get it over with. Even though I wanted to do it, and I was going with uh, at least three other people. Two that also never did it before. Uh, so let me just back up a little bit and not much, but my friend came in town. She was here for about two and a half weeks. And let me just say the last, the time that she was here and the time that we got to spend together and just, you know, it was awesome. It was great. It was like the most amazing two to three weeks in my life. And I say that because it was. It literally was. Besides the fact that I got to go skydiving. And I got to go skydiving with her. So she skydived on her first time the week before, the week prior to. She invited me out the second week, and she's going to go, she was, she went with uh, a couple other friends of hers that she had met on the trip, Uh, so three of us, our first time, her second time, it was was crazy, and she's wild, so she's like going, see, like the first, uh, the second time, she actually was doing like flips with a guy, she asked if you requested to do flips with a guy, I'm like, wow, Wow, but you know, and thinking back on it, I mean, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but let me just get to the, the whole the, the the whole point of the segment, whole experience. So let me—I don't want to bore you with all like the little stuff, you know, the paperwork yeah, I go through, and I'm just—I am anxious. I'm I'm super like, dude. It's not like I didn't want to do it. I, I knew I wanted to do it. 
that's why I was there. I was filling out the paperwork and it just seemed like it just took forever. There were literally like 10 pages of paperwork to go through, by the way, it's like a waiver. You know, you can't like sue them for anybody like that. You gotta be like sober and all this stuff. Anyways, so I finally finished the paperwork and the two other guys that I, I was with, uh, friends of hers, had finished their stuff as well. And all we had to do was wait. And it seemed like it took about 45 minutes before our name was called. They, um, our jump personnel, the people we were, we were gonna jump with, they gave us the, uh, the suit, the harness, or whatever you wanna call it, that we were gonna wear to jump with, with them. And I could remember just the whole wait just seemed like it took forever. It probably was close to 30 minutes, but maybe realistically it was 45 to an hour. And we're waiting for the other groups to go because we were like the second to last group um, for that time period. They had a lot of people, like seriously. Um, yeah, it was, it just, seemed like forever and I couldn't eat like Esther my friend she offered me some slices of apple I was like no I can't eat this right now I could I couldn't eat I couldn't eat anything if I even wanted to I just I just told her hey hey I'll say this for later they look they look fucking good as fuck but right now I cannot eat anything the only thing I can do right now is just drink water. And actually, because I didn't want to jump on a totally empty stomach. So I ate like a peach or something like before leaving the campsite. And there was like an um probably about an hour and a half between that time and the time that we jumped. I just couldn't eat. Honestly, and I wasn't like I didn't feel sick. I just like if I ate something, I, I probably would get sick. But yeah, so we got suited up finally and then we just had to wait like 10, 10 more minutes and we were gonna be off, off in the plane. That plane was going up and down like several times before we got up. So, and then here's the kicker. My friend Esther, she was like, yeah, let's go for the 14,000. I was like, oh shit, okay. What that just what that means is you're gonna be free falling a lot longer. Like normally, it's ten thousand feet you go up to and you free fall for like fifteen seconds. We went up to fourteen thousand. I get granted. Okay, so the whole experience of sitting in the plane, and get this, guys, get this. I am literally the first. I'm, I'm by the door. I didn't plan that out anyway. I I just like. I don't know if the guy was like, you know, because I had to go with him. I had to go with my jumper, right? I don't know if he planned it out that way because I was just like, I wasn't freaking out. I was like, I was anxious. I was nervous. And I, I was, I had a whole bunch of feelings going on at the same time. And I was also excited. Like, like I said, if I was scared, I wouldn't do it. Like, I've been like scared in situations like uh, dude I can't do it and somehow I've gotten through those kind of, those type of things no problem I just needed a little extra push and 
So literally, I'm sitting by the door. So I'm like, okay, automatically, I'm the, I'm the first one. I already know I'm gonna be the first one to jump out of this motherfucker. I already know. So I'm psyched up in a way because I can see, like, you know, as the plane's taking off and the runway and everything, they got the door open. Like, I didn't even know he can do that, but you can you can have the door open up to a certain point. Um, but because we're like we're low we're like low altitude, so it, the pressure is not really an issue unless you fly higher. Um, so they had this door open. It's like a, it's like a, a plastic door, so you can see through it. I thought it was amazing, like the whole time. That's actually what helped me get through it. If you've never skydived, I would suggest I would highly suggest you go first. Like your first time, go first. Don't be last. Cause you're gonna be like, bro. I, I mean, I don't have the experience, but I was first. I had no choice. I'm like, I'm jumping. I'm out. I don't want to hold anybody else up, you know. And besides, though, the whole time we were like taking off and we we're getting to our actually, yeah, yeah. So it, it took about a good. 10 to 15 minutes before we got to where we need to jump. So I could see the whole island. It was beautiful. It was amazing. And it just seemed like, it also just seemed like it took forever before we got to 14,000 feet. But once we got there, they're like, we're jumping. I had my camera dude and uh, Jeremy, cool guy. He, you know, he kept me kind of, he kept me saying like, like the whole time, like, cause he, he jumped with us. And that was the main reason why I wanted the camera guy because they mentioned like, yeah, the camera guy can kind of, you know, kind of get you through it. Like without like, just kind of like, you know, going into your, in the depths of your mind and thinking like, oh, you're scared and all this stuff. That's one of the reasons why I got it. Second reason is because I want to document this. I needed like, proof that I did it even though I know I did it but a lot of people don't know I did it and so I have pictures and I have video and I got both and um, so Jeremy was cool uh, I'm trying to remember who my jumpers guy my jumper guy was it'll come to me later but he was cool he got me through the whole thing the whole like just jump out of plane he, so beforehand they tell you what to do and then before you do it again, they kind of give you like a rundown. This is what you do. Uh, and <laughs> I kind of, I got screwed up at the, at the beginning cause I was holding a bar. I wasn't necessarily ready to go, but I was ready, but I, I wasn't, I was like, okay, when is he going to do it? Cause it just happens. It happens so fast. So you're supposed to like, you know, you're supposed to grab your the straps, right? The straps, your harness. And then you're supposed to do this thing with your leg, kind of push off, jump off, and they're out the plane. Just like that. It happened so fast. Um, I, hesit- I, I, didn't, I hesitated a little bit, and I had my hand on a bar. And there was a bar at the very top. And that was my mistake. But it, I was also, like, slightly hesitant. But, you know, once I was like, you know, I got to trust this guy. 
Don't fight it. Just do it. Go just just go through emotions. We already went through it. And that's what I did. So once I took my hands off the bar, I put my hands on my straps and did exactly uh, how he directed, you know, and just went through it. And it was very fast. Next thing you know, we're out of the plane. We're free falling. And the wind is just like the wind is coming up because we're falling. At the same time, like I'm trying to keep my eyes open. I got my glasses on, but the wind is is so strong because we're falling. And the fact that I'm falling, by the way, <laughs> not to mention that I'm falling, but as this guy, you know, my jumper, he's cool. He's trying to keep me in 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 my mind or from going into the depths of my mind from being like totally fucking scared but then Jeremy uh, but my video guy he's also flying he's also falling with us he's trying to keep me into it I'm like okay okay then I started going the free fall was probably the most not not only the most scariest part but the most amazing part cause it's like a dream you know it's like it it's so unrealistic, but it's happening. It's happening then and there. We're going to be free-falling for a total minute, which seemed like forever. But it, it was great. It was great. And um, by the time, because I think this is normal. So by the time it gets to the clouds, I'm not sure what the, the altitude is for clouds. Those particular clouds, like uh, Nimbus clouds, pull a shoot we level off uh, we level off and we're just pretty much gliding at this point but the whole thing I mean it was beautiful you see the whole island I, I, I could see the whole island everything Jerry was amazing my jump guy was amazing he talked me through the whole thing he was just asking me like the whole time so are you right so I'm good I'm good like I'm seriously like I you know it seemed like um, I've heard horror stories about like how people were just like freaking out, like they didn't want to do it. Um, and of course, <laughs> one of the guys mentioned this, this this horror story about how this this female didn't want to do it, and then she almost fell out of her harness, and the freaking the jump guy basically held on to her because she was falling out of the harness which you're really not I don't know how she would be falling out of it because they're like really tight it's like it's on your legs and it's strapped like kind of like a backpack so I'm not really sure how that happened it might have been a different harness maybe they made them differently back then I don't know but anyways the story goes, she freaked out, she didn't want to do it, and they jumped anyways, so she was coming out of a harness, the jump guy had to hold on to her, so she wouldn't, like, fall, and I'm, like, thinking to myself, why are we telling this story now, of all times, like, why now is the perfect time to tell that story, then it makes sense, because it's his first time, too, so I'm, like, okay, well, that's a wonderful story. <laughs> Could we have told that after the jump? But it didn't matter. 
you know what because everybody was so awesome everybody like my friend Esther she was there she was sitting right next to me she was on the other side um, her jump guy was like you know don't don't think about it like you know don't think about it like that because it's all it's really a lot of it was in my head like seriously and that's why I was psyching myself up I'm like no this is I can do this I've done crazier things before. Well, not actually. This is probably the, the most amazing thing I've ever done in my life. Like, literally, hands down, skydiving, the most amazing thing I've ever done in my life. And I would do it again. Honestly, I could do it again, and it wouldn't be a problem. It wouldn't be a big deal. It'd be awesome. It'd probably be just as amazing as the first time, as a matter of fact. And I would enjoy it. Like, I wouldn't even think about it. I could... Go tomorrow, I wouldn't even blink. Like, hey, man, let's do it. I mean, granted, you know, the whole process, you got to sign the paperwork. You got, you have to do that anyways. Go through the whole process, jump out of the plane, bam, 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 you know, you're good. It's like, if you haven't done it, I highly recommend it. Because it's one of those feelings that you can only experience while you're doing it. There's nothing else that's gonna give you that 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 rush, that clarity. And it, it doesn't even last that long. So even if I'm free falling for a minute, then we're we're gliding in, it, it takes another few minutes before we get to the ground. The whole thing was just so awesome like seeing the island as far as I could see the horizon everything the mountains and the greenery as words my words can't describe everything that was happening and the only thing I could really go back to was or is my dream my dreams that I've had while I'm flying like that's the only thing that I can compare to it it's the most amazing experience that I've ever had and thankfully, it was due to the fact my friend coming into town and she was like, hey, you want to skydive? I'm like, yeah, I do. And I just really, I, I don't, I can't say this enough, but I really think, I call her my muse because she kind of brings me out. She kind of brings me out of my, my shell or whatever you want to call it like into an optimized me like a better version of myself comes out and I I think her for that but I also have to be like well I also made the choice I made the decision and because I made those choices and the decision like I, I can see a lot clearer now and honestly, you know, she was on vacation. I know that she wanted to have a good time and and meet up again and meet people and all this stuff. So it was more of her thing. But I also see it as something that I was a part of. That I'm I'm that I'm glad I can be a part of it or or was part of it because I was part of her memory and she was a part of my memory you know we made memories together 
and this was just one of those another another thing another event that we did together that contributes to an amazing and epic time that we had and I appreciate her for that. I know she always says, you know, I appreciate, you know, different people, even strangers. I appreciate her for doing that, you know, for pushing me to do that. Among other things, but mainly just to see a better version of myself that I didn't see before. And I know this segment was more about my jump, you know, my first skydive ever. And that's the point, really. And But it wasn't, I didn't, you know, I've wanted to do it for a while. She just gave me a little push, you know, a little bump, you know, a little tap. Like, hey, you got it, you know, you got this. And I did. I had it. By the time we got, by the time we were like, you know, in the plane, and we were like, you know, we were getting up to the altitude and everything, I was ready. I felt like I was ready. Even though I had a little hesitance, I was ready. I wasn't freaking out. Yeah, I was uncertain. I didn't, I hadn't done this before. So, yeah, I had a feeling of uncertainty. Who wouldn't? But, you know, the crazy thing is, she went in it like, if she had, if she had balls, she would have fucking balls of tungsten. She's like that, and I—that's why I call her my muse. She brings me out of my logical self and brings me more into my creative self. That's what I refer to as a muse, and not always in an artistic sense. But yes, we did have a photo shoot that turned out pretty dope as well so anyways that's my story that's my first skydive with my friend Esther and her two friends my now my two acquaintances that I know and we all had a great time it was amazing beyond amazing and yes I would do it again so if you haven't done it if you haven't skydived do it get it over with, don't think about it too much, psych yourself up just to get to, to do it, but don't be afraid, don't be scared, because the fear is mostly in your head, and yeah, things could happen, but they're very slim, they're very, very slim, you probably have more of a chance of getting struck by lightning than something bad happening. So, get out there. I will, you know, if if it helps, and it, it sure as hell did, it helps to have somebody there that can support you morally. Well, not morally, but support you, you know, give you that extra boost of confidence, morale to do it. A friend, maybe two or three friends. The more, the merrier. The more support you have. And then if, it's even better if this is their first time, too, so you have a common thing. So it's not like you're the only one that's like, oh, it's my first time. Uh, everybody else has jumped like five times already. Say, like, nah, just just find somebody else. 
that, you know, that wants to do it and they've never done it. The next thing is actually setting a date that was done. I knew, I knew a week in advance, well, less than a week. Nope, nope, it was a week. I knew a week in advance before I knew it was going to happen. And I know I wanted to do it. I said, I'm going to do it. I stuck to it. I did it. Get it. Done. Get it. Get it. Get it. That's my story. back then this is the outro it's actually been a couple of weeks uh, rather than a few weeks just a correction on that so it hasn't been that long but it has been a little time in between the friend already went back she went back to her home state and I'm just gonna finish this out so I do thank you for coming and supporting my podcast I hope you get a chance to do something as amazing and as awesome as I have. Uh, Life has been on the up and up. I got a few things coming up that's more of a challenge, an obstacle, but I'm gonna get past it. So I'm not really concerned about it. I just gotta get through it. Um, I guess I can name a couple of updates. I gotta move out of my place that I'm currently living currently living in right now and I'm hoping to get some orders some long-term orders as per something that I'm doing as a Navy Navy reservist so I'll keep you updated on that but in the meantime thank you for coming on here Uh, please share uh, like and follow on the various platforms that I am that you will see this on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, etc. etc. If you have any feedback or you have any comments, questions for me as to the experience of me skydiving, please by all means put in the comment section of whatever platform you find this on via, via Twitter, Facebook, or if you want to leave a message on here in the podcast, I can add it to the podcast and you can ask it that way. Uh, if you have any questions or just anything, uh, comments, or if you have an idea for an episode, you can also put that in the comment section as well. Just let me know. Uh, thanks for coming, and uh, catch you on the next chat, the next cast chat, <laughs> whatever, whatever I want to call it, right? I'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.